0: Now, when I was thinking, ladies, and, and uh, Brendan, when we, you, two, you three were singing, I could see the joy in your faces when you were singing. Can you imagine the joy we're going to experience when we sing and Jesus is there? Amen. Just think about it. Wow. When the one we worship, when we see him face to face, and the, the saints of all ages will be in there singing. Can you imagine the sounds? And everybody's on tune. <laughs> That's right. And we will reach those high notes that we struggle so much. And for me, the base note that I struggle, I <laughs> will reach that note too. Can you, can you imagine? I just, I was thinking about that. If you could stand, let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. And yes, is in the Old Testament. Isaiah 61, let's look at verse 1 to verse 3. The Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them their, their mourning in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that ye might be glorified. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this passage of Scripture. There's a lot in these three verses, Lord. Lord, I'm preaching tonight the lesson, the message you put in my heart to preach. And I pray, Father, for your children tonight that we will open our hearts, including me, for the preaching of your word, that we will learn something. And I pray, Father, if someone here, someone on social media that never really received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, may today be the day of salvation for them as they open their mouths and minds and call upon you to save them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So tonight we continue with uh, the theme, Lord, I need help. And uh, I tell you what, this, tonight is, Lord, I have a problem with self-image. Uh, I think that's a problem that many, many people struggle with, self-image. And uh, believe me, I want to learn this lesson as much you want to learn tonight. I prepared this message several months ago. Uh, and I look at it this afternoon, and I'm like, wow. And, uh, you know, Lord teach me. ...as I teach tonight. So tonight we're going to continue our series. Lord, I need help. I do hope that these series are helping you. Uh, then you might say, Pastor, these, I don't really struggle with these things. And that's understandable. We all in different walks of life. Uh, we have different struggles, different things, different issues. Uh, where I struggle might not be what you struggle. What you struggle might not be what I struggle. But it's good to learn about it, to take notes. Because when we find ourselves there... You say, ah, I remember that message. Let me call Pastor, see if I can have that message. Listen, if you ever want a message, print it out. Just let me know. I'll print it out for you. You know, I don't hold the rights to it. God the one give it to me. I can give it to you. It doesn't really matter. Okay? So uh, uh, so these lessons are designed with a purpose that you and I recognize that sometimes we need help from the Lord so we can conquer certain things in our lives as they come about. So you might be sitting here today, like I said, and say, Lord, Pastor, I'm not struggling with this. But that's okay. because you know, And I hope you're not. All these lessons I've been teaching, and I hope you don't struggle with any of it. And that's good. But if we do, we need to admit to say, Lord, I need help. So tonight we are going to talk about self-image. How does God help you with the problem relating to self-image? Don't you know self-image is a great struggle in the lives of many, many people? It is a great struggle. So how does God can help me with a problem related to self-image? So let's look at, uh, actually, go to Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 22, and then we will pick up here in a little bit in our message this, uh, this, afternoon, or this, this evening. So look what it says, Ephesians four twenty-two. But he put off concerning the former conversations on the former ways of life of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. So, the old man in us is corrupt, okay, so and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I should have read this verse this morning when I was preaching on the mind, uh, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and, and that he put on the new man which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. so we live in an age that seems to be preoccupied, preoccupied with self image, don't we the uh, uh, The dictionary recently declares selfie. Uh, the word over the over the years, selfie. You know, if you go on social media, what people are doing—they're taking what selfies. selfies. Says, Pastor, is there anything wrong with that? I didn't say it's wrong. <laughs> All right, hear me well. I didn't say it's wrong, but people look for a lot of times people do that looking for approval, you know, or others, and they get upset when they don't get um, uh, they don't get likes. It was a commercial about two old ladies, about, uh, uh, I forgot what it was, uh, let me see if I can remember a little bit, and they were friends, and uh, one said something to the other, and pushed like on the other, and they said, I'm taking you from my wall, you're not my friend because you didn't like my thing, so she goes to her wall in the house and takes the friend's name from the wall, a real wall, wasn't that what it was, I think it was, and I was like, oh, that's silly, but you know, it has a lot of truth to that, so uh, we live in a, a selfie world, so to speak, don't say, Pastor, I will never take a selfie anymore. Don't do that, please, okay? Don't do that. Because if you do, I purposely take selfies of myself just to show you that I'm not telling you to stop doing that. I'm, so, I'm telling you, the problem of self-image how people look for the approval of others. And by putting those things, they want the likes. And a lot of people get depressed if they have one or two likes. And they get mad at friends and say, you're not my friend. I put this on Facebook. You didn't like it. And people say, did i didn 't even see it but anyway okay let 's look down a little bit here so the, there was an uh, actor out there who made the headlines for a few weeks back because she changed her face culture are uh, obsessed of self image self image goes by many terms self image self esteem self worth self confidence self respect it goes by different names. so get this up until the 70, uh, the twentieth century. Traditional cultures, and this is still true to most cultures in the world, always believed that, uh, that too, high, uh, too high a view of uh, yourself was the root cause of all the evil in the world. Wow. But in, in, the modern, in our modern culture, we have developed uh, an opposite senses about this. We live in a world of promoting self, so to speak. So, which is worse? Too high view of self or too low view of self? Which is the worst? What do you folks think tonight? What is the worst? Too high view of self, too low view of self? Too high view of self? All right, I guess. Too high? Too low? <laughs> too high? Too high view of self? Okay. What about you, Brendan? What do you think? Too high view of self? He doesn't, doesn't really care. <laughs> but anyway... We need, instead, of to, ha- instead to have an honest view, I think we need to have an honest view of self. So last week we talked about the problem of pride, if you remember. Uh, too high view of self, it's pride. And this tonight we look at the flip side of that, of that the problem of poor self-esteem or low self-esteem. So the searching of, for significance identifies the following beliefs that indicate a person has problems with self-esteem. You ready for this? So God doesn't really care about me. Low self-esteem. I'm, I, I am an unlovable, worthless person. That's low self-esteem. Nobody will ever love me. Wow, that's low self-esteem. I will never be able to change. Anybody can change. Right. That's low self-esteem. I've been a failure all my life. Wow, that's really, think you really love yourself. I guess I'm always going to be a failure. I heard people say that. If people really knew me, they wouldn't like me. God always likes you. So, with all this in mind, let's look tonight at this subject. Lord, I have a problem with low self-esteem from several points. Number one, the problem of self-esteem. Unfortunately, many people, poor self-esteem and poor self-image, it it happens to many people like that. So, image is always dependent upon perspective. You got that? Image is always upon perspective. I'm going to take my glasses out because if I look out, I see blurries. Okay, I can't, I use the glasses to read, but if I look out, I can't see you. <laughs> so I see a blurry. So all right, so I take my glasses out. I'm, I always struggle to read these words here, but I do my, the best I can if you see me putting in is because I, I can't see the words. But anyway, oh, wow, two bad things. If I look out, blurry. If I look here, I can't see the words. <laughs> so you may, so it's, a, it's a perspective. So image is always dependent upon perspective. Poor visions or a cloudy mirror... Uh, can greatly affect the way, uh, uh, the way we perceive ourselves. So without an uh, uh, object standard by which to measure ourselves, our self-esteem will be blurred out or blurry. So let's look at this. Number one, number or letter A, it affects our view of self. So let's begin by talking about the problem of self-image. First of all, and this should be obvious, uh, our self affects our view of self, of course. A poor view of self leads to so many problems in life. You follow that? A poor view of self, it leads to so many problems in life. So you can, you can lead to emotional problems such as feelings of inferior, inferior, uh, inferiority. if you go. Thank you. Feelings of worthless, uh, feelings of useless, feelings that somehow you just don't measure up fear of failure, and lack of confidence in self. See, low self-esteem, it gets all these things in, and we should not be thinking that way. So it can lead to physical problems uh, and and actually to diseases and sickness because of that. So the list of things we uh, we do try and change, our parents seems endless when we have low self-esteem. So, uh, for an example, uh, seems endless like... uh, uh, people, because of those... I'm not saying... Don't misunderstand what I'm seeing here, okay? Uh, some people, they they pierce their bodies to, to make themselves... to get attention. I'm not saying everybody's like that, so don't misunderstand me. Some people put some extravagant tattoos just for people to pay attention to them. I'm not saying everybody's like that, so don't misunderstand me here. I'm talking about low self-esteem. But people try to get things to fit in to elevate themselves because... They think from the way they are, they are worthless. They're not, they're not much to nothing and in their own mind. So you follow what I'm saying here? I'm not saying everybody that has those things are this kind of people. I'm saying some of them do that. So um, it is good to, to take care about our appearance, of course. It is good to take care of our, of our body. But when we, any of these things are motivated by poor view of self, they become a problem in that person's life. You follow what I'm saying? Okay, so let it be. It affects our relationship with others. Our self-image affects our relationship with others. When we have a poor view of self, we often have trouble relating to other people. Some people say, I can't make any friends. You know the answer, Brother Tom? Be friendly. (laughs) That's what the Bible teaches, isn't it? So, uh, Heather, Chrissy, my wife, Joseph, Brendan, what we do, we friendly. And when we're friendly, guess what happens? We make friends. <laughs> At least we show ourselves friendly to everybody. You know, that such thing is close friends and such things as friends. You know, but we can be friendly. So uh, when we view, have a poor view of self, we have trouble relating to other people. We spend our time either desperately looking for approval or withdrawing from others due to fear of rejection. Instead of entering into a deep and authentic relationships, we can find ourselves collecting Facebook likes and posting selfies. Not saying, listen, again, I to say, if you're on social media, don't say, oh, this guy's against social media. No, I'm not. Oh, I will never put a selfie again. Put as many as you want. I do not care. You know, I do sometimes, you know. Doesn't mean I'm looking for approval of people. Oh, do because I just want to put it there. You know, and you know, if you like a like, if you don't like it, don't care. <laughs> You know, But some people, i mean, follow what I'm saying here, some people do because they want a fit and they want approval of something. So we end up using other people to boost up our self-esteem rather than serving other people to encourage them in the Lord. Look what it says in Psalm 32 verse 11. Go Actually, go there. Psalm 32 verse 11. Look what it says there. It says, be glad. What does that mean? Class, what it means, be glad. Be happy. Be happy. He said, I don't feel like being happy. Be happy anyway. <laughs> be happy in the Lord. And rejoice, ye righteous. And shout for joy, all oh, ye that are upright in heart. You know, yesterday I got to my mom's house, and she was not happy. She was not happy. So I said, Mommy, I'm going to make you happy. And I know how to make my mom happy. So, because I, it's my, she's my mother. So actually, I show Chrissy the picture because I came to church for the food pantry. And I show her her famous bowl of uh, plastic uh, fruit. It used to be real in those days, now it's fake. And I look at her and I knew I was going to make her laugh. And I said, Oh, these oranges gotta to come to the top and the apples gonna to come to the bottom and the grapes gotta put this. So I pile the grapes on top of it and she's going, stop it because I'm gonna leave. I said, you can't even walk. Might as well leave. And she looks at me and she started laughing. You know, I laugh anyway. So my mom began from a sad, you know, countenance when I got there. I laughed her laughing. And every time I she looked at the thing, she kept laughing. Because I've been doing this to her since I was a little kid. <laughs> It doesn't stop. I keep doing it, you know, because I know I get hurt every time. So so let us see. Affect our relationship with God. Image is always dependent upon perspective, like I said. Poor vision or cloudy mirror can greatly affect our, uh, how we perceive ourselves. So without an ab- objective standard by which to measure ourselves or self, we will bury ourselves. And we, even our relationship with God suffers with that. So ultimately, our self-esteem affects our relationship with God. When you have a poor view of self, you will often have difficulty trusting God. Now listen, we sometimes, all of us, have a problem trusting God. We sing it out, but you know, we have to do our thing before we say, "Lord, I don't know where I can. can I, I'm going to trust you, Lord." God says, "Why don't you trust me first?" <laughs> you know, but could you even find yourself resenting Him? You might say like uh, things like God, why then you make me taller, or slimmer, or prettier, or stronger. Why didn't you put me in this family instead of this family? Why didn't you put me in this school or in this country instead of in this school or in that country? Why didn't you make me smarter, or more musical inclined Why didn't you make me a good speaker? Why didn't you, and, you know, we feel like incomplete because we have a wrong view of ourselves, and we feel like God, we're blaming Him, why didn't you put... Listen, you are the way you are by the grace of God and rejoice where you are. That's the way I put it. You know, there are people that must, are a lot more smarter than I am, more capable of doing things than I am. I look in the maze like, wow. You know what? There's many other people than I do. I tell you what, I'm glad where I am. Content where I am. And I think we have a good view of ourselves when we are content right where we are. So, but we read in Isaiah 45 these things. Woe unto him that strive with his maker. Shall, he, shall the clay say to him that fashioneth? What makest thou? Or thy work he had no hands. So I say, well unto him that strive with his maker. Who has made it say to God, why didn't you make me like that? I shouldn't even ask God those things, but people do. In Romans, uh, the Bible says, Romans 9:20 says, "Nay, but O man, thou, who, art, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form say, uh, form say to him that form it? Why has thou made me thus? See, literally, explain, uh, in plain English, it says, you are, uh, you are not to talk back to God. Why did you, he, he make you the way you are? Because that's the way he wanted you to be. Why he put you in the family that you, that you have? Because that's the family he wants you to be. Why you, you were raised the way you were? and in, I mean, say, the country that you, that you were raised, because that's exactly what he wanted to be. You know, when when at conception, God is the one who put life in there. So literally, support self-image is a problem in the lives of so many people because it affects our view view of self, our view of relationships with others, and our relationship with God as well. So, number two, understand self-image. So let's understand self-image. Before we talk about dealing with self-image, I want to take some time to better understand uh, I better understand the whole problem of self-image from a biblical standpoint. I want you to look at the false measures we use and the false mirrors we trust and the true mirror of God's Word. So let's look at the false measure we use. So let's begin with the false measure we use to, 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 to gauge or have self-worth. So number one, appearance, our appearance. Look what says in uh, uh, Proverbs 16, 31. Uh, the array head is a crown of glory, if it is it be found in a way of righteous. And uh, verse uh, uh, Proverbs 31, thirty one, thirty it says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that fear the Lord shall be praised. So, I know we use this for different perspectives, but right here it fits right in. So 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 many of us use our parents to measure self worth, but is a false measurement. Folks, we are what we are, you ready? By the grace of God. Okay? Each one of us have all the natural beauty the way the Lord treated created us. You know? Ladies, I know you love your makeup. I know you love your little nails painted. But you are beautiful without those things too. Right. All right? Okay. If a man say, I only love you when you have your makeup on, that guy has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you follow that? You know, you know. I didn't. I didn't like you because of the colors you have. I like you who you are as a person. You follow that? So I know. I mean, I'm not against those things. Okay. So don't go and say, Pastor, I will never put makeup on it. No, no, no. Don't do that. All right. So our parents. Uh, one guy one time uh, at work, he said, "Oh, when my wife wakes up in the morning, I don't look at her." I was like, "Did you tell your wife that? You're gonna be a dead man." <laughs> So anyway, our parents, so I'm just joking here a little bit. So folks, we are what we are by the grace of God. So each one of us have all the natural beauty, like I said, the way the Lord created us. If we keep this concept in mind, we have no problem with self-image. Some get depressed when they grow bold. They do. I know a friend of my father that used to, he was bold in the middle, and he used to grab us here from here. My wife met the man. Uh, from here and as this big, like, and pulled to the side because he didn't want nobody to know that he was have a half moon in his head, <laughs> so he had this big thing. I wonder what happened when he took a shower. He had a boom. <laughs> but anyway, I know it's, I think it's funny. But some people get depressed when they grow bold, some people get depressed when their hair turns white, so they go and color their hair. I've been accused of coloring my hair by my own sisters. I say this is as natural as it is. I do not color my hair. But I've been accused. My own mother even looks at me like, You color your hair? No, I don't, Mom. So, you know why? Because they're all white, all three of them. They're all white. They're like Snow Whites, all three of them. <laughs> so they color their hair, you know. And my brother in law colors their hair with leftovers from my sister. Whatever she had left over, he colors his hair because he's white too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and my sister says, Why don't you have white hair like we do? Like, because I don't worry like you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I tell uh, my sister Susan all the time that. You see, so uh, some people get out of shape when wrinkles show up in their faces. So they look in the mirror, try to pull up those things. So they have facelifts. Some people get depressed because they don't like the, the other guy who has a bigger belly than he does. It's happened to my job. People measure their bellies. <laughs> the guys, they go, oh, your belly is bigger than mine. <laughs> guys are brutal. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, according to the research done by, by uh, Dove Soaps, only 2%, listen to this, only 2% of thousands of women from 10 different countries around the world consider themselves beautiful. 10%. Only 9% felt comfortable describing themselves as attractive. 6 out of 10 thought they would be happier if they were thinner. See, we are people consumed with appearance, healthy and fitness. Our society holds up standards of beauty that we can never attain. Gyms are full of people paying all kinds of money so they can all diet things all over the place so we can look better. I mean, nothing, nothing wrong about having a good self esteem and, and to live healthy. Nothing wrong with that. But it is wrong when our laws are we trying to a, fit in, try to do these things. And it, it, we, you know, listen, be comfortable who you are and the way you are. So why you have a little belly? Big deal. So why you're bold? Laugh at it. So why you have right here? Hey, hey, that's wisdom. You know what the Bible says? You know, so rejoice on it. Don't feel. It probably is when we get depressed with those things. So, now get this. No matter how beautiful you are, when you were younger, we all grow older. You see many pictures of older people uh, when they were in their 20s and 18s. You say, wow, that was a beautiful person. And you look at it like, you're so beautiful. Just, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we change, we get older, all of us. You know, some pretty get, Some people get older, as they get older, they get even more beautiful than they were when they were young. So, but get this, get used to that, because all of us are getting older. You haven't noticed? <laughs> you notice we're getting older? Does that mean that we somehow, uh, uh, somehow uh, have less value as we grow older? Absolutely not. Look what the Bible says in Proverbs 16.31. You might want to get this one. The array head is a crown of glory if it be found in a way of righteousness. So I look at my hair in the mirror and I can see that it's still black. But for some of you, are turning gray among the edges. My mom pointed at me yesterday. She goes, you got white hairs in the side. I said, Mom, that's okay. Wow, well, look at that. You got it right here. What's going to happen is a mommy. and will turn white. That's okay. Don't worry. She was more worried than I was. I don't worry about those things. So, <laughs> some don't have much. i tell you. It's coming. Uh, see, it's coming and there's no turning back. i tell you. But if we want to be biblical about it, uh, and and I need to say, Thank you, Lord. You are building me a, cr- a crown of glory in my head. So, our parents is one false measure that we use to God of self-worth. Number two, our abilities. Another false measure is our abilities. How Often do we measure our self-worth according to what we see, what we can or cannot do. And yet, we read in Psalm 147, look what it says, He delighted not in the strength of the horse, he taketh no pleasure in the legs of a man. That's Psalm 147, verse 10. 147, verse 11 says, And the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. And those that hope in mercy, in his mercy. So you may not have, not be talent or skilled as you wish, but that does not make you less valuable. You say, well, look at that person, have those abilities. Look at that person. I cannot do anything. I believe, listen to this, you can do something. You follow that? I don't know how to play piano. That's why we have Chrissy right. See? But doesn't make me less worth than she is. Praise the Lord for her talent. But I believe I can do something else. Same thing about anybody. I say, well, I can't do this like you. I can't do that like you. Right, be careful. Don't make yourself feel like this small. You can do something better than I can. There is something you can do. All of us can do something better than we can do. Tell you what, one time I was in my job place and uh, this supervisor of mine, I actually saw him this week, and we were struggling with the measurements because we didn't want to mess up that, that uh, assembly that we had because it, it, we didn't want to mess it up because it was going to be many problems. And we didn't know because it was in decline, and to get the measurement to right-cut that thing in one cut, get it right, so we wouldn't mess it up. We were very concerned. So we have our four or five guys around us, and he shows up. And we say to him, because we knew he was an engineer, but he was in the supervisor position. He said, listen, you went to school for this. We explained it. can you do this? I was, oh, yeah. You went to his office. Boom, 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 comes out. Cut it this way. All right, we cut it. You know what? Right on the money. And we say, well, let me know. He told us, I cannot do what you guys do, but I can do these things. You see, South Ford, I cannot do what you do, but I can do something else. So our abilities, don't measure your abilities with others. Do what you are capable of doing. And rejoice in that. I'm telling you, you would be, a, you would be rejoicing and, and you feel good about yourself by doing what you know how to do. Don't try to be somebody else. Let us see our accomplishments. Lucas says in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, For we did not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commanded themselves, but they measured themselves by themselves and compared themselves among themselves are now wise. So some people measure their worth by their degrees on the wall of their trophies or on the shelf. Some people measure their worth by the number of cases won or the seals that they have sold. And we can't go on and on. But those are all false measures of worth. Accomplishments are great things to have and to look for. But if our self-image is based on they, we are mistaking. Your accomplishments may be many of you, but they are false measure of worth. so number so some people say self-worth is all about accomplishment. let it be our possessions. Then the final false measure is our possession. Some people feel that the more they have, the more they are worth. And yet Jesus said, "For a man, live life consists not in the abundance of the things which they possess. That means you can lose it. You can lose it, it all, but your value as a person does not change. And listen, money should not make us more and less value. Some people are more blessed than others, but money does change people, doesn't it? Yeah. Money. That, how many people that, they were, that I work with, they seem to be good people, good friends, and as soon as they get a the different position, making more money, they even forgot you, who you are. And you look at them and you go, well, you just got a different position, making more money. It doesn't mean that you're better than me. So, your net worth has nothing to do with your personal worth. What really counts in your relationship with God, as David said in Psalm 16, uh, verse 2, it says, O my soul, I have said unto the Lord, art thou my Lord, my goodness extended not to thee. Who was David? David was a king. I tell you what, David never got never got driven by money. He was a simple man a simple heart. Let it be the false mirrors we trust. So The false mirrors we trust as we solve this problem of self-image. Uh, so those are some of the false measures we use to gorge of self-worth. So let's look at some of the false mirrors we trust to determine our self-worth. These mirrors tell us all sorts of things about ourselves that are, necessary, that are not necessarily true. So let's look at at them. First of all, the mirror of our parents. That's a good one. One of the most influential mirrors in life is the mirror of whom? Our parents. They're the first ones we meet, right? And they begin early when we're infants or little kids to shape our lives. A lot of things we do. You ever find yourself saying, oh, I'm talking like my father. Oh, I'm talking like my mother. You ever find yourself there? You know why? Because they have great influence in us. Uh, so, uh, those shaping influence are strong. And many people still struggle with self-image, even as adults, because of the hurtful ways on which some of their parents treat them in the past. And unfortunately, I would say, I praise the Lord for my mom and dad. I had a good childhood. I would say that. Besides some things my dad did, but that, that taken out of the way, it was a great childhood. But not everybody can say that. Some people have horrible childhoods. They don't have good memories of it. And that really, it's hurtful. Sometimes influence their own private lives, their own self-esteem. Look what it says in Proverbs 27, 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Praise the Lord. I'm going to repeat that. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So don't let your past determine your self-worth in the present. Parents, you have a great responsibility. I'm talking to myself to, to raise your children in a love-encouraging atmosphere. And you need to, re- to realize that the way you view yourself can also have an impact on our children. That's why, you know, me as a grown-up, and I look, sometimes I find myself, oh, goodness, I'm talking like my father. You know why? Because the influence they have in us. But I tell you, we have the power as adult people to say, I'm not going to let that. Determine or shape my life. I'm going to live my life because guess what? That verse is a strong verse. When my father, and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Say, uh, there is a, another uh, a survey done right here, uh, a project where they ask moms what they didn't, didn't like about their bodies. And then separately they ask their daughters the same question. So they ask their mothers, they ask their daughters, and not surprisingly, the daughters identify. The exact, exact same features as their moms did. So our parents may be the primary influence in our, in our self-image, but they do not always give us an accurate picture of ourselves. We need to break free from the mirrors of parents. I'm not saying this in a bad way. Approval and affection and learn to see our true value in the Lord's eyes instead. Number two, the mirror of other people. Another false mirror we trust in the mirror of other people. Too often we rely on how others view us to form a self-image. So we look for the approval of other people. And we live that way. No, 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 listen. Live your life. Make your decisions. Enjoy life to the fullest because you only live once. Live it. You know, so get this, the hardest part about struggling with the proof is the sincere belief that if enough people like you, you will feel loved. If uh, we need to develop the same freedom Paul had when he told the, the Thessalonica church these ways, 1 Thessalonians 2.6, No of man sought we glory. So I didn't look for men's glory. Neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. So we shouldn't be looking for the approval of others. So we can have that self-esteem. Now don't misunderstand me. Is it good to have friends? Look at me. Is it good to have friends? Yeah, yes, it's good to have friends. Is it good to ask a friend's opinion? Absolutely. You know, sometimes a struggle. You don't know what to do. Yes, it's good. Good, a godly opinion. Absolutely. But I'm talking about self-esteem here. I cannot move a leg. I cannot good step unless somebody tells me to do. No, don't do that. Don't do that. If you feel like doing it, put a selfie on Facebook. Do it. Oh, what people is going to say? Who cares? Right. Put it there. Why you put it there? Because I want to put it there. You know? So, here's the tip about for life. You ready? Don't worry about what people think. About you. Because most really don't. <laughs> you got that? We don't want you to think that they, do, they don't. So don't worry what people think about you because most really don't. We need to stop looking in a false mirror of other people to determine our self-worth. I'll tell you. My mom, my sweet mother, <laughs> she has a living room and a dining room. It's like a perfect museum. I'm not kidding you. Nobody is allowed to walk in there unless you have some feathers that can fly uh-huh. around the thing. I said, Mom, why do you have this thing like that? Oh, you know if the neighbor comes over, if this comes. I said, Mom, they don't walk, they don't come here, they don't even know you have this stuff. Who cares? Can't convince her that. Go to my house, we use the whole thing. <laughs> you know, uh, where I sit, you can sit. All right. So, number three, the mirror on the wall. Another false mirror we trust is the actual mirror on the wall. Our body image, how we view ourselves physically has such a huge impact on our self-image. We joke about women spending a lot of time in front of a mirror. But guys, let's be honest. How many of you flex flex in the mirror? How many of you do that? I'm sorry, but I do it too. (laughs) Joseph going, I don't do that. I'm sorry, Joseph. You one of a kind. <laughs> uh Brother Tom? You don't do that, Brother Tom. Nah. <laughs> all right, I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. All right, okay. All right. Uh, oh my word. So I just discard, just let you know my secret. Oh <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Where was I? I lost my, my spot. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me read about a beautiful passage about uh, body image uh, <laughs> uh, in the article that came out. It goes like this. When I think back to the times I felt most beautiful, most nourished, uh, most comfortable with my body and its natural curves and inclinations, there were not the times I was most in control of those things. But the times I worried Least about them, got that? Then were the years when I work hard in my vocation, invested deeply in the people in my life, cared little about the unruly nature uh, na- uh, nature of my hair, and when my my wrinkled eyes, when I laugh at large. So beauty wasn't about what was inside of me, uh, of me, or even uh, uh, or even me myself. Beauty was all around me if I'd stop. Looking in the mirror long enough to see, beauty was in the people with gaps in their teeth and, and not in their tights. Uh, beauty was was with the people with wrinkles on the on the sides of their of their eyes, proved they were left hard all their lives. Beauty was in the in the in the calloused hands of men who toiled deep and and held their babies tenderly. Beauty was in the sp- uh, split uh, and, uh, hands of a, a working mama's. Uh, uh, working mamas, I'm sorry. Beauty was in the softly belly of a swollen uh, 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 woman. Uh, beauty was in the, in the pot belly of a well-fed and well-loved ma- man and in the sparkling eyes of an adoring wife. Beauty was in the shoulders of a young man who spent more time uh, carrying the burden of his friend than in the jam sculpting muscles. This is the true beauty and it is not because I'm not a, a beautiful person that I say that. It's beauty. It's because God gave me the gift of this body, this temple, for this day in this location. You see, it's what you think about yourself. So you can be old and wrinkled and still feel good about yourself. So what is the most beautiful in a person in the, in the, is the captivation by, for Jesus right here, for Christ. Uh, let's look and let us see. The true mirror of God's word. False mirrors have been trusting it to form your self-image. You, we need to leave, to have a, leave behind those false images and grab to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the true mirror of God's Word. What can you see when you look at the mirror of God's Word and you look for self-esteem? What can you see? Let me give you what you can see. You are, number one, of value. Alright? When you look in the mirror of, God, mirror of God's word, you are of value. You may not think that way, that you're worth much, but God thinks Allah or very highly of you. Look what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created men in His own image, and the image of God He created Ehem, him. Male and female created e them. Why are we so much value? We are made in the image of what? God. So, Look what it says in Matthew 26:26, 26, 26. Jesus even, uh, it makes this, this, this verse even stronger. Behold the falls of the year, for they not sow, neither they reap, nor get in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? You see that? You are, so we are supremely more value than any other thing that God created. And I tell you what. You are of great value. As you, look in, as you look in the mirror of God's Word, you are of great value. Now, think. If God thinks of me that way, why do I do care about what other people think of me, about me as a person? You follow that? Why do I have to be consumed over what other people think of me? God thinks I have, I'm have. i of value. Why do I care what people think of me? Let Him talk. Right. Number two, you are sinful. All right. You look in the mirror of God's word. You are sinful. Well, if we well, we are all honest with ourselves, we have the right view of ourselves. You must admit we are sinners. The Bible says so. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all sinners. Yes. If if you regret, if you create in God's image, but you were born in this to this world, you are born with a sin for nature. So we have to admit we are sinners. Number three, we are loved and forgiven. That's a good way for self-esteem. I am loved by my Father, my Heavenly Father, and I am forgiven, Bible says. So, God's love, God, the love of God for us should motivate us to give us good self-esteem. Number four, you are unique. You are a unique person right where you are. You say, but I'm not like you. Well, I'm not like you. Imagine if we couldn't make ourselves. Brother Tom, I would never be done. Every time I see somebody, oh, I want that nose. Oh, oh I, I oh, I want that nose. Oh, I want that ear. Oh, I don't like my ear. Oh, I, and we will keep fixing ourselves. You know what? We are unique. Right Why way we are. We are beautiful and unique. You are a unique person. So, we are a good workmanship. I am going over time on this one. Number 3, dealing with self-image. How are you dealing with self-image? So, we talk about these things. Now, how you deal with self-image. You want to be a person that is content where you are in life? Let me give you some points. I'm almost done. You ready? God created you. Be content with that. I am where I am by, I said this in the beginning, by the grace of God. You know what? I am made the way God made me. Not like I couldn't make myself. So you know what? I'm content. If I'm bold, I'm bold. If I have right here, I have right here. If I, you know, if whatever, I'm content where I am. So we don't have to wonder about self-worth when we see our God-given words. When we see our God-given value, when we ourselves are uh, 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 seen through God's eyes. So you are valuable because God created you. Number two, God loves you. I tell you what, Oh, nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. You know, you know I'm just going to eat some worms. You know what? God loves you. Isn't that worth to go on with life? I think it is. Every, every morning I wake up, I know God loves me. That's why I'm still living. Number two. Now, let us see. God redeemed you. Wow. What a reason to live and be happy and joyful and to sing every day. God redeemed you. Uh, Ephesians 1.7, Whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. So, let us see. God looks at the inside. He knows exactly the way you are. You might, you know, some people say, I'm not that beautiful. And you have a beautiful heart. And you are as kind as can be. I tell you what, God looks in the inside and he sees the beauty of your heart. Don't worry about what people say. People are consumed with this self-image. They look at the approval of others around them. Folks, what we should be more concerned is about with what God thinks of us. I am loved. I am of value. I am forgiven. God looks inside my heart. Letter E, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Wow! Isn't that good? Everywhere you go, who goes with you? The Spirit of God goes with you. That should be what to go jump for joy and say hallelujah. Let it f your body will be raised. Amen. You shall change your, your vile body, and, and that is that is made be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Ephesians three twenty one. So your body will be raised. Let it g put on the new you, now. Put it on. You have a new, you're a new creature creating Christ Jesus, new creation. Rejoice in that. Let an H grow in the fruit of the spirit. You know what the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace. We can go on. You know what? I'm working on the fruit of the spirit right now. Pray for me because I'm on, on the word joy. <laughs> I'm on that joy. You know, I was working this afternoon on that thing. I tell you what, the fruit of the Spirit. When we out, we, we see our self-image, the way we view ourselves it towards God. I, I care what God thinks of me. When we begin to let Him work in us and through us, I guess what? No matter what people say, we are joyful people and we enjoy life. I conclude with this. Self, self-image uh, affects your view of self your relationship with others and your relationship with God. But if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old things are passed away, and you can just grab to the new things. So let us put on the, uh, put off the old self and grasp or grab the new, the new one and live for Jesus. I tell you what, the best life to live is the Christian life. Believe me. Is a, a life? The problems go away? No, they don't we have trials and tribulations? Yes, we do. You know what? But in the end of the day, the joy of our hearts is there. Even you know, you have experienced joy and crying at the same time? Of course we do. Let's let's put on the old and put on the new. So, don't worry about these people what they're going to think of you. Think about as long as God is good with us, and He does, be good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. It fit me well, Lord. I find myself looking.